I'm all better now. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Dead air. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dead Air Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Miles Better. And that is Rob. This week's podcast is all about the future of technology. Do you remember when the iPhone 5 came out, they made a big fuss about the lens cover on the camera? Yes. Okay. The lens cover on the camera is... Do you remember what it was? A lens cover. No. It was a special kind of glass. See-through. It was sapphire. And steel? No, not... I knew you were going to say that. I just knew. As soon as I... Even before I said sapphire, I was thinking, he's going to say and steel. He's going to say and steel. The new iPhone 5, I say the new iPhone 5, like it's just come out. It's been out for ages now. Mm -hmm. They're probably working on a new one. It has a sapphire lens Well, they won't be working on a new one, will they? A new what? iPhone 5. No, not an iPhone. They won't be working on the new iPhone 5. They're working on the new iPhone. Yeah. They'll probably call it the 5S. Hmm. All the iPhones, they don't call them the number that comes after it. Let me give you an example. The first iPhone was called iPhone. One. No, no, no. I hate when people do that. That's what happened with Rocky. It's not Rocky 1, okay? It's just Rocky. Did when I was in school and Rocky 2 came out, people would refer to the first Rocky film as Rocky 1. And it would drive me crazy. Because it's not Rocky 1, it's just Rocky. Hang on, why did they call it Rocky 1 when there was the Rocky 2? When Rocky 2 came out, oh, I see. Right, people okay. would refer to the first film as Rocky 1. Yeah. So they'd say, yeah, because in what in Rocky 1, this happened. I'll, give, I'll, get, I'll tell you why they do that, though. Why? You know that film Rocky? And the other person goes, which one? Ah, uh, I'm so glad you said that, because that is an example of exactly what I'm talking about. If I tell you, please pass me a can of Coke. Which one? Why would you say which one? Let's say there are three cans on the side. Diet Coke, Coke Zero and Coke. And I say, can I have a can of Coke? I pass you the can of red Coke. Exactly. Why would you say which one? Let's say there was three cans of Coke and all of them opened. Which one is yours? What? That's nothing to do with this. You said, pass me a can of Coke and I say, which one? I know, but I'm talking about people asking you to specify something when you've already said the full name of it. Yeah, but which Coke is yours? What? Well, you've got three cans of Coke, they're all open, which one's yours? Look... Is it one, two, or three? You're completely missing... What? Stop confusing me. It's not hard. The point is that when people say iPhone 1, they're wrong. There's no such thing as an iPhone 1. It was just called iPhone. Right? So, the second iPhone came out. What do you think that was called? 1A. No, it was called iPhone 3G. So, the second iPhone was called iPhone 3G. What do you think the third iPhone was called? iPhone 2. No, it was called the iPhone 3GS. So, so far, they didn't have any... Are you trying to tell me that Apple can't count? Yes. Except, when the fourth iPhone came out, guess what they called it? iPhone 5. No, iPhone 4. So they actually got that one right. And then the fifth iPhone was called the iPhone 4S. The sixth iPhone was called the iPhone 5. So the next phone is actually going to be the seventh iPhone. The iPhone 7. Well, that's what it should be called, but it's probably going to be called the 5S. Right. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. 
And on the back of the iPhone 5, there's a lens cover made of sapphire. Oh, we're getting back to the technology bit. Very, very hard glass, and it's virtually impossible to scratch it. I thought you scratched yours. There's a video online. No, mine's not an iPhone 5, though. What's, what, which one's yours? Mine was an iPhone 4. Uh-huh. And you're distracting me again. Stop it. You know, this is why the podcast last week was uh, 90 minutes long. It wasn't 90 minutes long. I'm trying to do a simple news story here, and you just keep diverting me and taking me off down all these different paths. Okay. Which path? I'm not going to talk anymore. If you if you keep this up, I'm just going to shut up and let you do all the talking. Okay. Okay. The back of the iPhone 5 has a lens cover made of sapphire, and it is virtually impervious to scratching. There is even a video online of a guy with sandpaper, and he scrapes the back of the phone where the lens is, and all around the lens gets completely scratched by the sandpaper, but the lens is perfect. Why are you just sitting there frozen solid? Why aren't you moving? I'm not allowed to talk. You are allowed to talk. Just stop taking me away from the point of the story. Okay. So, the new technology that they're developing is to make the whole cover on the front of the phone out of the same stuff. Why didn't you do that to start with? Good question. In fact, it reminds me of something my mum always says. What's that? Why don't they make planes out of the same material they make the black box out of? Because whenever there's a plane crash, the black box always survives. That's a good point. Now, when they made the iPhone 5, they put this lens cover. Would the plane be black as well? Black boxes are orange, aren't they? They're bright orange. So that when they go in through all the crash debris, they can see it really easily. Right. So the black box is orange? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why they call it a black box. You should do some research on that for next week. I should do some research? Yeah. Okay. I do all the work and come up with all the stories, and you just, all you do is record the podcast and edit okay. it. Well, thanks for your to the website, Edit the website, make the website, do everything else. Is this going to turn into a fight? No. They're making the screens out of the same material as the lens cover. So the next generation of phones will be completely scratch-proof. And it gets better. It's really hard to break this stuff. I mean, you can seriously drop it from a height and it won't break. Dead Air! Dead Air Podcast! All the latest news and a little bit of fun! Dead Air! Dead Air Podcast with Nick and Rob, yeah! Somebody told me the other day that they had um, a tenant staying in one of their properties. Right. And they used frozen coins to put in the meter mm. to get electric so that when he went to enter the meter it was full of water so they'd I don't know how they'd done it but they'd I guess they'd got some plasticine and put a pound coin in the plasticine yeah and then filled it with water froze it and then you got a pound coin shaped ice cube mm-hmm. you put that in the machine you get free stuff you do realize that every single one of our listeners is now going to phone up their electric company and say can we have a coin meter well I I don't know about that. I don't think you can do that anymore. It's all cards it's now. It's all cards now. This was this was ages ago. But I'll tell you what, there are th- some things that still take coins. Like them uh, gumball machines in uh, shopping malls. Exactly. So I'm thinking, right? Free gumballs. Well, for the price of some water, yeah. which, let's face it, water's pretty cheap, you know, 
freeze the water, yeah. make coins. You've then got to transport it to the place. It'll probably melt by the time we get there. You could get a, uh, a fridge in your car. Mm. The expense is starting to get a bit out of control. Yeah, but free gumballs. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth the effort. You don't have to be posh to listen to the Dead Air podcast. You don't need four years, no claims either. You know I've been ill all last week. Yes, I... Not only do I know this, but you've been telling me constantly that you're ill. That's how I know. Right. Well, I've been taking lots of drugs. Lems it. Doesn't work. Yes, it does. It does not work. Well, it works to a degree. Depends how sick you are, I suppose. I want to know, if you go to your local chemist and buy some drugs to fix a problem that you might have. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Under the Consumer Act, can you take those drugs back? Uh, that is a really good question. So it's not fit for purpose. If you go in and say, listen, I've got a bit of a sore throat, and these sore throat lozenges that you sell are supposed to relieve the pain, mm. and you take, I don't know, four packets of them, and they still haven't made any difference, can you take the empty packets back and say, listen, have a look at my throat. Does it look better to you? Can I have my money back, please? It is a good question. I would say probably you wouldn't be able to get a refund because unless you spoke to the pharmacist and told the pharmacist what the problem was and then the pharmacist gave you something then you might be able to get a refund but if you just went in the shop and just picked something from the shelf yourself right and said well i think this will do the job and then you went back and said yeah this isn't right and i'll give you an example of a situation where this would would, would apply the same say you wanted to get some nails into some pieces of wood. Yeah. So you go to Halfords. What am I building? A chair. A chair, right. Okay. So you've got the bottom bit of the chair where the legs are going to be. How many legs? Four legs. Four legs, okay. And you need to attach a frame to these legs so that you can nail the seat on top, to the top of the frame, right? Right. So you go to, not It's Halfords. more of a stool then. No, because you're going to do a back as well. Oh, okay. It doesn't really matter what you're making. I just said that because it was the first thing that came into yeah, my head. Yeah, you know how mine were. I got to picture oh, it in why? my Always the same. Always the same. I'm trying to give you an example and you just go all around the houses. Yeah, but you're taking it forever. Right. Let's say you need to bang a nail into some wood for whatever reason, right? So we're not building a chair. You go to B&Q, yeah. which is near Halfords, because I said Halfords a minute ago. I meant B&Q. You go to B&Q and you buy a screwdriver, right? Right. But I've already got a screwdriver. Take the screwdriver home. You try and use the screwdriver to screw the nails in. That's not going to work. So then you go back to B&Q and you go, I want my money back because this is not fit for purpose. They give you your money back straight away. What do you mean? It's not their fault that you bought the wrong thing. Yeah, but B&Q have a 28-day return policy. Oh, God. Why did I pick B&Q? Okay, forget B&Q. That's a bad example. Let's say you went to Steve's Hardware Shop. Oh, I wouldn't go there. All right, different example. Right. Let's say you bought some cheese. I don't like cheese. You know I don't like cheese. Why are you saying cheese? Out of all the things on the planet, you pick cheese. The one thing that would kill me, you pick. Why would I buy cheese? Yes, they probably would give you your money back in the pharmacist. Why don't you try But I'd be dead. I'm sick. (laughs) Here's a question for you. If you go to the doctor Mm. and the doctor gives you the wrong diagnosis... 
Can you get some of your national insurance payments back? Oh, that's a good question. You're listening to the Dead Air Podcast with Nick and Rob. La, da, 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 da. We've had an email. A complaint? Not really a complaint, just someone pointing something out. Or at least we've had an email. This is from Paul in Wargrave. Paul in Wargrave. Yeah. And Paul writes, Is there any week that we could do a <laughs> podcast without mentioning Paul Daniels? How did you know it was Paul Daniels? There's only one Paul in Wargrave. Nope, there's four. <laughs> there's four, is there? Pa- Paul Hughes. Paul Hughes, right. Paul Jeffries. Paul Jeffries. You're taking a long time to come up with these names. And Paul... Anglesey. <laughs> right. Yeah. Paul Jeffries, Paul Hughes and Paul Anglesey. Yes. Could have been one of them. Right. But none of those are current listeners. They might be. Paul Anglesey. Yeah. He used to live in Anglesey. <laughs> Did he now? And he went to Bangor once mm. on the bus. On the number four. The number four, right. So he might have heard of our podcast. I see. And when okay. he went to... Can I just ask you a straight out question? Mm. Did Paul Daniels send you an email? Yes. Right. What did he say? Well, we made a mistake in the podcast two podcasts ago. This is this is old. This is well, like... Why are you bringing it up now? Well, because we didn't mention it because we had oh, a okay. long period of time where we didn't do a podcast. That's true. And he complained about that as well. But you know what, though? Well, here's the thing. In a year... I'm not saying anything more about Paul Daniels. Last time I said something about Paul Daniels, we fell out. I think we're back on speaking terms now. Who did? You and me or you and him? Me and, me and him. Can we... Look, I'm just trying to read the email. Well, what did he say? This is like everything else. I start to say something and you interrupt me and we go all around the houses. Right. Do you remember the thing about the nail and the chair? It's like that. Yeah. Well, that's a project thing... that you abandoned. Do you remember the thing about the lens cover? It was the same thing. Rocky... Cokes. Which one? <laughs> Just let me get out the story. Okay. What did Paul say? When someone's listening to these podcasts next year, See. they're going to listen to them all in yeah, order. He's never, They're not going to know us. that there was like a two-month gap in between podcasts. What did Paul say? Okay. Two podcasts ago, I'm, I'm, I'm introducing... Oh, God. Take your time. Giving you the backstory. Right. Are you listening? Was I being quiet then? Well, you were, but you had this look on your face like you were going to interrupt me again. Okay. I thought I'd introduce you. <laughs> Two podcasts ago, I said something about the um, statue outside Buckingham Palace. And you said it was Eros. Yes, well remembered. I said it was Eros. But um, it's not. That's not the Eros. The statue outside Buckingham Palace is... Uh, you're trying to read his email now, are you? I'm looking at the email. He doesn't actually say what the statue outside. So he doesn't know either. No, look. Does that mean we're going to get another complaint? Okay. Eros right. is in Piccadilly Circus. Yes. It's not a circus anymore. And it is, in fact, a monument to Lord Shaftesbury. Okay. And it's at the end of Shaftesbury Avenue. And he says... Paul's winding you up. And he says, if you look closely... Actually, he might be winding <laughs> us up because it does sound... Unreal. Shaftesbury Avenue. Okay. He says, if you look closely, Mm. the sculptor had a little joke. In the Eros has a bow, but no arrow. Because the shaft 
is buried in the avenue. Right. Okay. So, thank you for pointing that out, Paul, in Wargrave. And um, sorry it's taken us so long to correct it. Rob, have you got any emails from listeners? Had one. Okay. What did they say? One person asked us to discuss whether if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? Yes. If you're not there, mm. does it make a sound? Yes. Basic physics. Basic physics? Yeah. All sound yeah. travels as a wave outwards from the sound's original source. Yeah. Forever. But if there's nothing to pick up that wave, then it's it has still there. Actually... And let me tell you what. The sound wave continues indefinitely. All that happens is its potential or its um, effect, if you like, is weaker the further it travels. Which is why a book that was dropped on a floor a hundred years ago and made a banging sound, the sound wave is still travelling out from that book. And it's now millions of miles away. But it's just so weak that there's no, no way anyone would ever hear it. That's how sound works. Who is this listener, anyway? Somebody called Ashley. Why does Ashley want to know about trees? I put a question out to our listeners to come up with a question to try and sort of flummox you. Okay, it. it's very simple. If a tree falls yeah. in the woods, yeah. it's going to make a hell of a noise because you're going to have the sound of the bark snapping, the the actual tree trunk is going to make a huge cracking sound, yeah. plus it's going to hit the ground when it lands, it's probably going to brush against other trees on the way down. There's going to be a cacophony of sounds all emanating from all around it. There are going to be birds that are going to be scared and are going to fly away from the branches they were sitting on. It's going to be a huge rage of sound coming out from that tree. And just because you're not there to hear it doesn't change the fact that it is still there. And Ashley should have known better. Now listen, while we're on the subject of sound, and sounds that don't make sounds, right? You know that J.J. Abrams is making the new um, Star Wars films? True. Right. Now, and you know he's like very good at making sci-fi stuff, because he's obviously mm, well known for it. Very good. Well, he made the last Star Trek. Didn't he do Lost? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll stick with the Star Trek film he just made. The Star Trek film was good. Right. Now, in that Star Trek film... Right? At the beginning... Oh my god, oh my god, I think I know where you're going with this. Are you going to suggest some kind of universe crossover where the Star Trek and the Star Wars universes will somehow be in, like, exist in the same universe and that somehow something in one will be mentioned in the other? Is that what you... No, but keep keep your mouth shut because obviously you're giving away an amazing plotline that we could sell maybe to J.J. Abrams at a later date. Oh. But that's not what I was going to talk about. Sorry. Right? In the reboot of Star Trek, yes. there was an explosion on the on the spaceship at the beginning... I remember. And this guy got blown out, and he was screaming as he was leaving the ship. And as he left the ship, he went into outer space, and he heard nothing. Obviously. Because the sound can't travel through a vacuum. Exactly. Right? That's a bit of physics. See, I know a bit of physics, too. That's about all I know. But there we go. So, my point is, J.J. Abrams is, is one of these people that is going to get all the physics and all that sort of stuff sussed out. 
Oh, right. And you're talking about the new Star Wars films. Now, Star Wars is famous mostly for its sound effects. Mm. You know, the lasers, the ships shooting each other, the TIE fighter sound. Could you try, could, you know, the TIE fighter sound? I know the sound. Yeah? And are you? Th- it's going to be a very boring Star Wars film. No, no, no. I think that what will happen is Star Trek is more sort of science fiction Okay, and Star Wars is real, and Star Wars is more like science fantasy. And let me give you an example of what I mean. Go on. If you look at the design of the Starship Enterprise, its design is based around the mechanics of how it works. So you've got those two huge engines coming out. Oh, they're not engines actually. You've got the engine part in the center, haven't you? And then you've got the warp nacelles coming off the engine. And those those are the warp drive configuration, isn't it? You've got that middle bit yeah. that's the engine. You've got the two arms coming up with the warp engines at the top. And that's what makes the ship fly around. And then you've got another arm with a saucer bit with all the pe- where, where all the people work and live. Mm. The Millennium Falcon just looks cool. There's no mechanics go explaining how it works. I mean, in the in the Star Wars re boot or when they redid the star wars films we see the millennium falcon effortlessly lift off the ground from moss eisley spaceport and fly straight off into space right but that's ridiculous because there's no way that the millennium falcon could do that it doesn't have any level of propulsion that would get it go into a speed fast enough to let it break away from the earth's atmosphere or i should say from tatooine's atmosphere and it doesn't have any wings, so how can it fly in? A... <laughs> sorry, sorry, I was just. Are you yawning? No, I was just just dozing off there. Sorry. Yeah. So, so the point is that in Star Trek, they try and make it believable, even though it's set in the future and it's all science fiction. Everything is explainable, but in Star Wars, it doesn't really matter. It's a fairy story, and you don't have to abide by the rules. That's why you can have sound so, in so space. So Star Trek's more believable. I think that the Star Trek people try and do it as realistic as they can, mm. even though they're making stuff up. They still try and ground it in reality. Whereas Star Wars, bleh, it doesn't really matter. Anything goes. It's, you know, let your imagination go crazy because it's just fantasy. So we're going to have some sounds then? I would guess that there will be plenty of sounds. What gets me is explosions because there's in... in if you had an explosion in space, yeah, it'd be over very quickly. The anything that was, um, you know, combustible would it would burn up, obviously, but it would just burn out very quickly and just dissipate. Well, because there's no oxygen. There's no oxygen in space, so there's nothing to ignite. So you'd got an extremely concentrated central explosion that would happen, which would dissipate immediately, and then you wouldn't see anything. But you know, it doesn't look good. So we've introduced physics and chemistry into this podcast. Well, this is it. The podcast is nothing if not educational. You're listening to Nick and Rob. I'm not Morgan Freeman, but this is Dead Air Podcast. Can I talk about shoes now? Is this the biology section? Yes. I went to a wedding over the weekend. Yep. And I noticed that a few of the women were wearing high-heeled shoes. Oh, that's biology. Right, okay, go on then. Okay. Uh, the reason I noticed is because I was talking to someone who I'd known for many years, and I said, wow, you re- you seem really tall. 
And she said, oh, it's the shoes, you know. And I was like, all oh, right, you're wearing high heel shoes. Okay. And then as I was looking at all the women who were around me, I was looking at their feet. And I noticed they were all wearing high heel shoes. Kind of foot fetish. No, 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 no. Why, I was, why are you looking at their feet? Because I want, I wanted to know if all the women at the wedding were wearing high heel shoes. Okay. And they were. Oh, that clears it up. Go all on, yeah. the women at the wedding were wearing high heel shoes. Right. I didn't see any woman who wasn't wearing high heel shoes. Oh. So this got me thinking. First of all, why do women wear high heel shoes? Right. I know why they wear high heel shoes. And second, are high heel shoes comfortable? No. And third, why can't we make high heel shoes for ourselves? A high heel shoe that is also comfortable. Ooh. Because if we did that, we would make a fortune. You know why? Because everyone who goes to weddings will wear the shoes that we make. And you know what? Loads of people go to weddings. So there's my plan. So first off, why do women wear high-heeled shoes? Because their partners, the male of the species, a bit more biology, are normally taller. Okay. And when it comes to photographs, they like to be sort of looking good in the photo next to their man. I don't think that's the reason. I can't believe that that's the reason. Have high-heeled shoes only been around since photography was invented then? No, but it's been around as a social thing for many, many years. So before the advent of cameras, why did women wear high-heeled shoes? To be tall, so they can be, you know, at the right height next to their man. Now listen, you wouldn't find a woman wearing high-heeled shoes next to a short person, would you? I don't know. Because don't... the short person would be going, excuse me, don't wear the high-heeled shoes because you'll make me look even shorter. It's all about, it's all about, thought about evening it. out the heights. Is that all it is? That's all it is. It's not because of the way it looks? No. Uh, we need to check this with some women. You can because... get flat shoes with diamonds on and sparkly ah, bits and... Everything in my brain is telling me you're wrong here. Why? This is crazy talk. I mean, every woman at this wedding was wearing high-heeled shoes. You're telling me that they all just want to make sure that they look even They want to look in tall in the photographs. That's all it's about. It's right. all about the photo. Well... The next question is, are high-heeled shoes comfortable? No, they're not. Okay, so that means my third question is valid. Why aren't there comfortable high-heeled shoes? Why can't we make... I'm sure there are. They're probably called platform shoes. I want our listeners to tell us if there are any high-heeled shoes that are comfortable. This week's film review, The Hobbit 3D. Ooh, The Hobbit. Now, I didn't go and see it in the cinema, because last time I went to go and see a Lord of the Rings-style film in the cinema, it, they're way too long, the films. You don't want to be sat in a cinema seat. And also, the queues are really, really big, because it's always like a big blockbuster, so I can be bothered. So I waited and waited and waited. Eventually, it came out on Blu-ray 3D, so I could watch it on my 3D telly. And I sat down and watched it, and fair enough, it's a pretty nice film. Okay. I'd probably give it about three and a half stars. Mm. Now, here's my problem with The Hobbit. And it's the same problem I've got with Lord of the Rings. And it's the same story, basically. They've got this wizard and a hobbit. They've got to get from point A to point B. Both of which, in both films, there's a scene where Gandalf gets on the back of a big bird. Yes. And he gets dropped off in the first one somewhere nearer the other guys. 
Yes. And they carry on their journey. And okay. in this one, they get saved by the birds. So why didn't Gandalf in the first Lord of the Rings trilogy just get a bird, get the bird to carry the ring or get somebody to sit on the back of the bird holding the ring and just chuck it into the mountain? And B, why in this one where they there was no big all-seeing eye after them that they had to avoid, why didn't they just get on the bird or stay on the bird and say, don't just drop us off here. Could you just take us a bit further down to where this door is that we've got to open with this special key that can only be opened on this certain day or whatever it is. So it's a completely pointless film, basically. Can Full I, of flaws. Can I try and answer? Go on then. Okay. First one, Lord of the Rings. Maybe they couldn't fly the all the way there because of the eye that was watching them. And he it was watching the coming. birds. They could have had a flock of birds flying. Which one had the ring? Mm, good one. Okay. Maybe the place that they needed to go was too far to fly to because those birds can only fly around where they live because they food only grows in a certain part of the town. And if they fly too far away, they, they won't like it. So they'll... Is, is that possible? No. Mm. I suppose they could just take food with them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What we need now is we need someone out there to send us a message explaining why they couldn't just do that in both films. And then we'll talk about it in next week's podcast. Good idea. But uh, the fact that you gave it a three and a half stars, that's going to an- annoy and upset some people. Only because of there's a massive plot hole. So if that gets resolved, four will stars. you up the stars? Yeah, four stars. All right. Then. Now, well, next week, I've got Life of Pi, another film that I didn't go and see. Okay. In have 3D. You wa- have you watched that yet? No, I've got it ready to watch this weekend. Well, I went to the cinema this week. What did you go and see? Iron Man 3. Right. Now, Iron Man 3 is technically the fourth Iron Man film, if you count the Avengers. Okay. So uh, I said on the way home in the car, that was the fourth Iron Man film, and everyone went, no, it was Iron Man 3! As if I was like, you know... Who were you in the car with? My mum, my brother, and my friend. Okay. Okay, so anyway, naming conventions aside, it's a great film, it's good fun, and it doesn't really tax your brain much. You know, like, you can see plot twists coming a mile off. Right. It's one of them. And it's got some funny bits in it, which are great. Lots of exciting action sequences with really good special effects. Mm -hmm. But that's not what I'm talking about, because I'm not even... Don't want to review the film, really. There's there's something happened at the cinema that I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. If I was forced to, I'd give it three and a half stars. Okay. But here's the thing. Before it started, they showed the usual adverts, and they showed all the trailers, like you always see, and then the screen went black, and The Rock came on. And he goes, I'm The Rock... And what what is about to follow is an exclusive clip for people at this cinema that's not going to be shown in any other cinemas. This is a set, a sequence from the new Fast and Furious film. So sit back and enjoy. And then they showed almost 10 minutes from the new Fast and Furious film. Right. Now, I think he's lying. Are you trying to tell me that your local cinema, which would be Flanded Noise, I suppose? No, it was that chain of cinemas. Oh, that chain of cinemas. It was Cineworld. I didn't say Cineworld because the podcast is international and I didn't want to localise it. And other cinemas are available. But he said... But not as close. This is exclusive to Cineworld. Now, if I'm being cynical, 
probably if you went to see an Odeon film, they'd go, I'm The Rock, and this is only for Odeon cinemas, and we're not going to show it in any others. But who It'll knows? be a different clip, probably. Yeah, it'll, pro- it'll be Vin Diesel. I'm Vin Diesel, and this is only for Odeon, you know. Mm-hmm. It's all marketing. But the thing that I want to talk about, and the thing I want to ask you about, is... Is this now going to be the new thing? I hope not. I hate it. Trailers it, are bad enough. Trailers, they show so much of the film. I know, the you don't it's need like, to see a film. But it's like, you know, now nowadays, people, they're just not interested anymore in stuff. People don't have an attention span of more than a couple of minutes. So they try and pack everything in the trailer to make you watch the film. I think teasers work better than trailers because you don't get to see anything. What they need for some You might films, get more complaints. They literally just need, for certain films, to just say, the film's coming out on this date, and that's it. The Superman film, they don't need to show anything. They could literally just say, the new Superman film comes out on this date, and just have that on the screen for 20 seconds, and that'll be enough. Because everyone's going to go and see it anyway. Because it looks awesome because of the trailers. <laughs> Do you remember when we said that they should have a thing where the actors come out and thank you for watching the film? Yep. And then Daniel Craig did it for James Bond. He did. Because our podcast gets listened to in high up places and people pay attention to what we're saying. It does. Well, I'm sending this message out loud and clear for the powers that be. Mm -hmm. We do not want to see 10 minute clips of films before the film that we're watching. Especially containing The Rock. That is a very bad idea. And you know what? The Rock wasn't even in the clip. That was what was so dumb about it. The Rock introduced the clip and he wasn't in it. You are listening to the Dead Air Podcast. So where were you this morning when, you know, the Dead Air Podcast was being freely advertised all around the globe by our friends at Coast 107.9? When Andy Mack, who we're going to be interviewing hopefully in a few weeks' time, you know, was bigging us up? Well, I was busy, but that doesn't mean that I wasn't interested. Well, you missed it all. Well, I'm sorry. And they played a song that I requested. I was in an area where that radio station is not available. To be fair, though, it wasn't actually available here either because the radio was all sort of breaking up on the internet and stuff. I hope you've got your uh, license paid because, you know, you can't play... Oh, no, I was listening to it on my uh, Walkman um, with my own personal headphones. That's okay, Because, obviously, we're not allowed to listen to the radio in uh, places of work because of PRS issues. Yeah, which is funny in a way... Because if you think about it, if we did have the radio on in our shop, customers would hear the adverts on the radio. Yeah. And the or pe- the new song by Rihanna and go, yeah. what's, that? what's that song? So in a way, it would actually make more sense to let shops have the radio on in their shops. And they get more listeners, I suppose. Yeah. But <laughs> what do we know? You know? I'll tell you something that really disturbed me, though. What was it? She didn't know our names. Well, she probably hasn't listened to the podcast. I think that's disgraceful. At the beginning of the podcast, we say, I'm Nick, and that's Rob. So, if you've listened to one podcast, you've pretty much got it. It's not good, is it? What's her name again? Andrew Jones? Hang on a second, just look it up. Andy Mack. Andy Mack. The first question I'm going to ask her is, why has she got a guy's name? That's probably given the entire contents of the interview, to be fair. Is she the same Andy from Toy Story? No. Do you like Toy Story? 
Which one? Toy Story 1? Oh, Toy Story 2? No! Toy Story 3? Toy Story! Uh, they're okay. My son calls Woody Toy Story. He thinks that, the, that Woody's name is Toy Story. So he calls him Toy Story and he calls Buzz Buzz. Buzz Buzz. That's what he calls Buzz. 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 But he calls Woody Toy Story. Okay. Which is very cute. So, um, yeah. Andy Mack is coming, is she? Well, you said, ask her if we can interview her. I did. And she said yes. Right. So I hope you got your questions ready. Well, the first thing I'm going to ask her is, what is Twitter? You ask everybody that. Yeah, because I'm still trying to find out. Well, I know now. Paul Daniels told me. I use Twitter all the time. Who else are we going to interview? We need to line up some interviews. Who would you like to interview, Rob? If you could interview anyone. Yeah. Oh, I know who it is. Is it Axel Rose? Maybe. Well, why don't you send Axel Rose an email? See what he says. His email address is axel.rose at aol.com. Dead air! Dead air podcast! All the latest news and a little bit of fun on the dead air! Dead air podcast with Nick and Rob, yeah! I've got a challenge for us. A challenge? I love a challenge. Maybe more, more, more in your ballpark than mine. What's the challenge? You know the Mr. Men books? Yeah, Roger Hargreaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know them well. Can you can you think of any Mr. Men characters off the top of Loads. Head? Go on then, go. Mr. Happy. Mm-hmm. Mr. Grumpy. Yeah. Mr. Sad. Yeah. Mr. Strong. Uh-huh. Mr. Tickle. I don't think there's a Mr. Sad. He'd come mm-hmm. under Grumpy. Yeah, actually. Mr. Grumpy was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, okay, carry on. All right, you caught me off guard there. Um, well, I just thought of like six. Isn't that enough? You want me to keep thinking of them? There's one they missed out. Who's that? There is no Mr. Big. Um, no, I don't think there is a Mr. Big. No, there's no Mr. Big. There, Mr. Strong is quite big. No, Mr. Strong's very small. No, nope. but he's strong. Mr. Strong is quite big. No, he's tiny. There is a Mr. Small. Mr. Mr. Strong's just a square. Yes, I know. But he's not big. Well, who's the big one? Because one of them is quite big. Well, Mr. Tall's tall. No, that's not the one I'm thinking of. One of them is quite big. I remember one of Mr. them Mr. Tickle's big. quite big. No, I think Mr. Tickle has just got long arms. He's not He's not physically big. Mr. Messy's quite big. Mr. Messy, he's just all over the place, but he's not physically big. Mr. Bump's quite Mr. big. Mr. Bump has just got a big belly. I'm pretty sure Mr. Strong Mr. is the Mr. Bump hasn't one. got a big belly. That's Mr. Greedy. Oh, yes, Mr. Bump's the, the blue one with the bandages around look like a mummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, I love the Mr. Men. So, my challenge this week... Is we have to make our own Mr. Big, Mr. Men book. You are joking. We are going to get busted big time. Well, we won't actually publish it. Oh, okay. That's all right then. But here's my thinking. If we are no good at interviewing Andy Mack, right? Yeah. We could get her to read the Mr. Man, Mr. Big book. What would Mr. Big do? That's your job. It'd probably start with like... Don't give it away. Mr. Big was so big... That if you saw him, you would think he was the biggest man you'd ever seen in your life. That would be the first page. Okay, right, well, we've got the first page. Next page would be, Mr. Big lived in a house so big that you could fit all of the houses from your town. It was that big. Are we actually doing this right here, right now? 
But that's the format of Mr. Men books. That's how they all. You've only got work. to do 10 pages, so that's the first two. No, there's at least 20 pages. All right, 20 Usually pages. Usually he goes out and, you know, he starts off, he'll be really down about there's the fact that he's big. There's always a worm in one of the pages. Yeah, he'll be upset. He'll be like, oh, I'm so big. You know, it's really annoying. I can't do anything. I can never go anywhere. But then it'll turn out something will happen that his being big will be what saves everything. And then everyone will be like, oh, wow, he's great because he's big. But it's not like Rudolph where they just change their mind afterwards. Nobody thought anything bad about him before. Do you know what I mean about mm. Rudolph? No, I'm, I'm just... I hate Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the song. Oh, the song, right. Because okay. I think it's... You a, don't hate him personally. It, it's, it's just a horrible song. message to send to children, right? Here's the lyrics for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Hang on, are we allowed to say these for copyright reasons? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer oh, go. had on. a very shiny nose, and if you ever saw him, you would even say it close. So far, so good. Yes. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games. Why? Because he's different? What kind of message is that sending to people? To children? Yeah, if there's someone slightly different to you, just make fun of them, call them names, and whatever you do, don't let them join in in your games. Well, you know this Mr. Man book that you're going to write but it gets next worse. week? What? It gets worse, yeah. because I still haven't finished complaining okay, you, about you, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Right. Then one foggy Christmas night, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Right? Mm. So Santa exploits the guy's disability for his own gain, number one. And then all the other reindeer, they love him after that. Because, oh, Santa's made a fuss of you. Now we're all going to be friends with you and, and we're all, everything's, forget all, you know last week when we were being mean and calling you names and stuff, forget that. It doesn't matter. And Rudolph's going, yeah, but you wouldn't let me join in any of your reindeer games. And they're all going, yeah, but it doesn't matter now, does it? Your Father Christmas has given you the okay, so you're all right with us. That's why I hate Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the song. Have you got that off your chest? Yeah. How many years has that been? But the Mr. N books aren't like that. All right, okay. The Mr. N books, it's not that Mr. Big is disliked by the other Mr. Men or the people who live in the town where Mr. Big lives. They They like him just fine. It's just he has an issue with himself. Which is then resolved. Not all Mr. Men books are like that, though. No, but that's that's the theme that I've always taken away from them. No. No, some of them are annoying. I mean, Mr. Grumpy. He's just grumpy all the time. Yeah, and everyone complains about him being yeah. grumpy. But some of them, they are a bit. They feel a bit low about themselves because they're a bit different. And everyone's like, "No, you're all right. Don't worry about it." And they're like, "No, I'm I'm a bit different." And then something happens, and they go. Oh, I'm not that bad after all. So anyway... Maybe I've misunderstood. Your challenge is to write 20 pages <sighs> okay. for a Mr. Man book. No problem. I'll get the artwork sorted out. How the heck are you going to do that? I know someone that can draw. Hmm, okay. I've got a little challenge for our listeners. Is it a Mr. Man book? No. I want them to go on YouTube. Right. And I want them to find... The songs Deeply Dippy by Right Said Fred. Yep. And 500 Miles by The Proclaimers. The Scottish people. And I want them to listen to the beginnings of both of those songs. Right. And then 
you will find that they sound very, very similar. What are you trying to say? I was at this wedding that I told you about. The famous wedding. And where everyone was wearing high heels. They had a singer. Not everyone, only the women. They had a singer and she Good started point. playing um, I Would Walk 500 Miles, right? Right. But when the song started, I could have sworn it was Deeply Dippy. Because it had the same thing at the beginning. Right. And I thought, oh, she's going to sing Deeply Dippy. That's mm. not really appropriate for a... Oh, no, she's singing 500 Miles. Um, so I checked it on YouTube and they really do sound very, very similar. So I want you to come up with another two songs that have very similar intros by next week. And you can call on our listeners to help you. So if anyone out there has got an idea for two songs okay. that have very similar intros... I've already got two in my head, but I'll, I won't them mention them until next week. Well, you shouldn't have even said that then, then. I haven't got anything. I'm trying to think of something. Maybe by next week I'll have something. Well, we'll have a look It's later. ridiculously crazy, the amount of We're people. running out of time now. Oh, okay. You need to wrap up. Why is it cold? How do we usually wrap up the podcast? I don't remember. It just ends normally. Listening to the Dead Air podcast. For more information, go to www.deadairwebsite.com. How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? Ten. Ten tickles. <laughs> you ruined that. You ruined. You ruined my joke. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? Don't know. Tentacles.